Hello and welcome to the Mama Pachamama podcast. I am Vivian McKinnon and I'm feeling really good today. Ooh, I just ate a delicious smoothie, which I like go in and out of enjoying smoothies. I just won't feel called to a smoothie for so long. And then all of a sudden it'll creep up and I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds really good. So I just had a delicious smoothie getting some stuff done around the house and feeling very, very pregnant for how not pregnant I felt for most of this pregnancy so far. I'm really, really feeling it now. (laughs) And it's just like hard to bend over and I'm always so breathy all the time and just like sweaty and my cheeks are always so red and (laughs) it's really hot out. All right, so how's everybody doing? How are you feeling? As you listen to this, how's your body feeling? We just switched over to a new mattress, which is technically not a mattress. It's a mattress pad, but we don't like too much cushiness. Um, So we decided to go with this really beautiful wool and cotton mattress pad. It's so thin, it's maybe like an inch thick. And we slept on it for the first night last night. And I, I love it. I'm so excited. I love just upgrades like that in life. That feels so good. So yeah, I'm feeling like well rested. And I've got a lot on my to-do list, but I'm putting no pressure on myself to do anything today other than record this podcast and do a little bit of baking with my boys. So Let's dive into it. Speaking of baking, I'm really excited for this episode. It's been on my mind for a while. Obviously, I get really excited about pretty much every episode. Um, Everything I share on here is my own personal story, perspective, experience. Everybody's story, perspective, experience is different, and that is beautiful. I just love to share mine. Um... But I wanted to share my journey with food, my relationship with food, and dive into some of the dogma surrounding dieting, because I'm pretty sure in this day and age, pretty much everyone at some point has, you know, participated in some kind of diet. And I really want to open up a discussion around this and maybe just plant some seeds of thought. Um, so first I'll start by sharing, I have a very, uh, strong history of an unhealthy relationship with food in general. And I think a lot of us do. A lot of us didn't grow up eating quality, you know, consistent homemade from scratch, like delicious made with love food. You know, by the time... I, I was born, you know, when I was little, it's like everything was so accessible, frozen dinners, fast food, junky snack food, um, God, the food that they serve you in like a, cafe, a school cafeteria and, you know, just so much. And then by then they were already putting all of these like pesticides and chemicals and all of this non-food, <laughs> all these non-food ingredients in this and these products they called food 
and convince us to buy because of good marketing and advertising. And yeah, so I grew up in all of that. I did, you know, my mom never really, well, I shouldn't say never. It never really seemed seemed to me that she loved cooking, but she would cook and she would cook some tra- like traditional Ecuadorian food. Like we grew up eating a lot of rice. Um, you know, she grew up on the coast, so it was like a lot of seafood. We we're very comfortable with seafood and then a lot of like chicken or meat cooked with like in like a sauce of some sort and then you'd eat it with rice and that's like very comforting food for me. And then she, my dad really liked a lot of like typical American dishes. So she would cook some of that stuff up as well. She didn't really grow up with like us or she didn't really raise us. I don't, I don't have memories of my mom being very like into cooking like I am or my sister. She also is like, we both really love cooking. We love talking about food and sharing recipes and trying new things. And we love to bake. My mom always jokes. She's like, I have no idea how I ended up with two daughters who love to bake as much as you guys, because baking is just like, so not my thing. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not even going to get into the details of why or anything for brief moments in my teenage years, I did struggle with bulimia and I guess like a little bit of anorexia where I would like, you know, times where I'd like kind of basically starve myself in hopes of thinning out. Um, the bulimia was like on and off and God, I just, I'm like trying my best not to be, use the word gross, but that's really the word that comes into my mind. Cause there's so much around that. That's like gross, but really sad. I, I have a big heart for, um, that version of myself that felt like that was something I had to do or, you know, whatever it was. And just to think back on how unhealthy my relationship was with food for so long, for most of like my young adult life, just, it, 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 it hurts. It, it makes me, you know, it makes me full of compassion for how many women and men, because this is not exclusive to women, how many people out there are struggling with their relationship with food. Um, the healing process for me really began when I was old enough, probably my late teens, when I started getting a little bit more serious about like eating better. I remember, <laughs> I remember one time my mom's sister was in town and I was like trying to start getting help to like start get healthy, start getting healthy. And, you know, I was, just, it was like this, like, oh, fruit is like, fruit's good for you. And I was like, so I could just like eat fruit and fruit is really good for me. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. It's so, it's like kind of sad. Like, it's really sad. It's like, why aren't children being educated with food around food, but not just educated, like taught to, um, have a relationship with food. It's not just not, it shouldn't just be seen as like this commodity It's like there should be a relationship there and ideally a very healthy, loving one. So 
slowly over many years changing my relationship with food looking for like cleaner organic ingredients looking um to like reading labels you know when i i remember when i first started just like everything i'd pick up i'd go and read the labels and be like what the fuck are these ingredients and then uh developing a love for cooking for myself because it didn't you know I, i don't think that's necessary for some people maybe it is automatic but i think for a lot of people you just kind of learn to love it because there's it's a journey right like getting gathering your ingredients and following a recipe putting it together sitting down and eating it is like this beautiful journey and once you've learned the basics and you can start cooking more intuitively and more creatively it really gets fun so i always encourage people like just try to have fun with it put on some good music like be intentional about how you're selecting your ingredients and it's a learning process but it can be so fun so that definitely shifted was part of my shift um my relationship with food but i i absolutely for i would say most of my young adult life um used food as a vice as a coping you know oh i'm you know feeling a lot of feelings i know i don't know how to deal with my feelings so i would eat i think that's why there would be like the eating disorders um and and then there was just like all these different I, like as i as i'm like saying all this like right there's like so much to it there's so much to why we get we develop these like unhealthy relationships with food and then many of us from a place of consciousness and self-love and self-care and awakening and all these beautiful reasons we discover diets you know we discover veganism or paleo or keto or you know the raw vegan or the fruititarian or oh my god there's so much the you know there's the people i remember for a while i cut out like fat and salt and you know there's just like you can find a book a youtube channel a podcast you can find anything to support literally any kind of diet and the person talking about it makes so much sense as to why that would be the optimal diet. <clears throat> so, I want to start by saying or not start, but I want to say that a lot of the diets that are out there have like have meaning and um validity, I think in certain seasons of life. And I would suggest anyone go that path if it starts to at least bring consciousness to eating. And I so I I do think, you know, you hear so many people who have like shifted their life around their health journey around become more intentional with health simply by starting with like, oh, I discovered veganism and, you know, I started caring more about what I was eating and eating less chips and eating more fruit or whatever. And like that's beautiful. That's really that's value. There's value in that. Um and where things get rather messy and sticky and where they can kind of go downhill is when we become dogmatic about it. And that is like such a common thing. We do this with 
so many things. People do this with exercise, religion, um, cleaning, uh, you know, like structure with children and, you know, food. There's just so much that we become so dogmatic about and we no longer like learn how to flow with the seasonal changes, the intuitive changes. We're no longer connected to our body and listening to our body because we have decided in our minds that we know what's best always. Um, so I love that I went through my journey of veganism and I kind of, you know, I was on the spectrum of different types of, like I was doing more raw for a while and then, you know, all this different stuff. And I actually didn't, I, I think I was vegan for maybe like a year or a year and a half, something like that. And I just slowly like, just didn't feel called to it anymore. But I would find myself because of the buzzwords like gluten-free, I'd find myself like looking for gluten-free things, even though I fucking hate anything, almost not anything, a lot of gluten-free stuff I don't really like. Um, or like dairy-free, which now I'm like, oh my God, what? Um, but okay. So bigger picture here, what I really want to get into is my healing journey with food and why I no longer run to food when I'm emotional or I no longer like overeat. I don't overeat like the, I'm baking desserts all the time. If you follow me on Instagram and you watch my stories, you probably see I'm always baking a lot of dessert. I love that I have a full house with lots of people um, so I can actually like feed everybody all of this dessert and not just eat it my, myself. I think that's like a really enjoyable thing about having a big family is creating all the time and then being able to share that with everybody and not, and I like, I just don't like wasting food. So yeah, I don't have to eat it all myself. Everyone gets to enjoy it. Um, but healing that that part of you know that part of my myself and i'm not i mean it's it's certainly multifaceted how how i went went about healing that that desire to turn to food when i'm stressed or sad or whatever whatever it might be um that's been really beautiful but i i, I definitely want to attribute this it, it, yeah, it's layered. Um, one being, I absolutely love, I love to feed myself. I love to create food and sit down and enjoy it. I love to look at it and smell it. I love to put music on while I'm cooking. I love that I fuck up all the time and it reminds me to slow down or, you know, to be humble because no matter how long I've been cooking, I still make mistakes um, I love to see how much my family loves my cooking and I, I love to know that I'm putting so much loving, healing, intentional energy into the food I'm preparing. And that's my biggest reason for not really enjoying go going out to eat on the most part. Every once in a while I do, I like to go out on a date with like my mom or a girlfriend or Brett and I will go out and there's like certain places that have like pretty good food. But overall, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, most places I go to, I'm like, 
this is so overpriced for the quality of ingredients and like the taste of the food and the overall experience. And I could literally just make this myself at home and with like better quality ingredients with love. Cause that's something I remember someone mentioning to me, this to me, God, probably like over 10 years ago, a friend of mine was like, I don't really like going out to eat because I don't know who's making my food and like what energy they're putting into whatever they're making for me. If they're making me a sandwich, like what's their energy like? And he's like, and honestly, I've been around enough, like in the service industry and in the, in kitchens where like a lot of the people like prepping food in kitchens are just not very happy people. And that was really the first time anyone mentioned something like that to me. And it was just like automatically like, oh, duh. Like that makes so much sense. I believe in that. Like, hell yeah, you're putting that energy into the food. Um, So that was, now that's kind of what I live by. And I don't, once again, I refuse to be dogmatic. So if I want to go out to eat, there's this place here called PT's Grill that has such a good cheeseburger. And I'm like, if I'm craving a burger from there, I'm going to go get it. And I'm going to love the fuck out of it and enjoy it and eat it. But overall, going out always just feels like, oh, that wasn't really worth it. And that sucks. So I take it upon myself to do stuff homemade. And I love that. I love that. For me, that's fun and interesting and a creative outlet. And it feels really good. Um, So back to the dogma behind things. And I did mention gluten-free. Good for everybody who's discovered a diet, like say paleo. There are a lot of people that just love paleo. They're feeling really good. Um, They're more health conscious, all these things. Like, that's great. I love all of that. Uh, I think there's a lot of value in that. I also think there's a lot of danger. That's such a strong word for what I'm actually saying. There's a lot, but there is, there's a lot of danger in getting just like, obsessed with playing by the books and to the point where you're struggling to enjoy food. Maybe the food doesn't taste good because you don't really like this, you know, you, you, you're craving like a normal crust of a pizza instead of like these like funky gluten-free crusts that I personally don't like. I like pizza crust. Um, or, you know, the vegans that do all of like the fake meats and stuff and, You know, the whole ethical thing, I personally don't jam with that, you know, I, I, but that doesn't even matter. I don't judge anyone that does. Like, this is where I'm at. I think that those, a lot of diets have beauty to them and there is a season for eating more plant-based and There is a season for eating a little bit more keto-based and there is, you know, a season for less like bread and grains and more fruits and, you know, there's times where I like don't want anything to do with dairy. It doesn't feel good to me and then times where I'm like, oh, I'm just craving like a nice like cheesy something. Yeah, like I think letting go of all of these dogmatic I do this diet, therefore I can only eat this and these restrictions, all of these restrictions. Oh my goodness. 
men, they're like barriers. They're like, we, we tell ourselves that, oh, this is good. I'm restricting myself. But ultimately, through restricting yourself, I feel like you're kind of caging your spirit in a sense and also shutting off your communication with your body or like you're like sh- shunning it. Like you're you're like, I cannot listen to what my body is telling me. I simply must do like follow these rules of this particular diet. And my interpretation of that is that doesn't sound healthy. That does not sound like a healthy relationship with food. Um, I don't think Brett will mind me sharing this. He has this really funny story of before he met me, he was pretty hardcore, either like paleo or keto or something like that. And really like really 100% in on his like health dogmas and he like has a story that he went over to um like a family friend's house it got invited over for dinner and went over there but since he was like he had this hardcore diet he wasn't eating any of the food he wouldn't take any drinks from that and he brought his own water which I get that I do that I bring my own water places and then but he was like wearing his little EMF sunglasses, or yeah, like the, or the blue light blocking sunglasses, just like sitting there at this table with all these other people who are sharing a meal and laughing, enjoying themselves. And he's just sitting there, no food, his own bottle of water, his blue light blocking sunglasses on and just like, yeah, just there like that. Um, and we always laugh, we, this story comes up every once in a while and we laugh, about, we laugh so hard about it. And I tell him, you know, I grew up traveling a lot. My mom always took us traveling and she always managed to know people wherever we'd go. And so often in so many cultures, I mean, when so many cultures, this is so many people around the world, you go to someone's house and they offer you food. And and I remember when I was vegan, there were like times where there would be like a social gathering and I'd be hungry, but I wouldn't eat because I'm like, oh, I don't eat that. I don't know about that, blah, blah, blah. And... I like, I don't, man, personally, fuck that. I'm not going to someone's house. I'm not traveling around the world going to someone's house. And when they offer me like this home cooked food or whatever, and they're just being kind humans, going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Your food doesn't fit in with my dogmatic diet standards. Like I'm not living like that. And veganism you know, ask you to do that. It was during that time. It was the, during the time I was vegan that I was like, I don't, I don't, this doesn't feel good that I, I'm like so particular about my life experiences now. Like everything revolves around what I'm not supposed to be eating. Um, that doesn't sound like a healthy relationship to me. That doesn't feel like a healthy relationship to me. I also don't like that there is so much fear associated with any ingredients um, with dieting because I now I'm at a place where anything, I mean, I still like to buy all organic just to, you know, I'm like, why put all this, why force my body to put all this extra energy into trying to purge like all of these 
chemicals and pesticides and stuff that I don't want in my body. So for me, it's worth it. But ultimately, our bodies are designed to purge and detoxify all of this nonsense we put in it. So yeah, if I'm going out and I'm eating french fries at a restaurant and they're being fried in canola oil and I'm like aware that canola oil is so bad for me, so bad for your body. But I'm like, all right, it's all good. Let me just enjoy these fries. My body knows what to do. I know how to release this from my body. Like, why am I why does is this making sense to you like i you know this 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 idea of like the only way my body can be healthy is through me having this really strict control rather than trusting like i'm here working with my body i don't want to overload it of course we don't want burnout and that happens to a lot of people so i do want to be mindful but i also know like going out to eat with in a social gathering with family and friends to break bread together and have this fun outing. I want to enjoy myself and I don't want to sit there and like stress about this. Like that's so now your your dogma in diet is actually affecting far more than your diet because it's like are you enjoying yourself are you enjoying the people around you are you even going because there are people like oh I don't eat that I'm not gonna go or I don't you know I've been there and I've just I think it's awful I think it's um it's to me very obvious like this isn't a healthy relationship with something that Of course, food should nourish us. It should make us feel revitalized and healthy and thriving. But food should also be pleasurable. Like, we should enjoy it. And there's so much that, you know, it's like the fast food culture of like going, you get food and just sit there and you shove it down in the car and you're like not really being intentional about it. Um, one thing that I love that we do in my family is family meals. Like we always sit down, we say a blessing and just, you know, like gratitude, just like, thank you, family and friends. You know, we go through our whole thing and, you know, we sit around, we eat, we talk, we, we share with each other. It's a, you know, that quintessential dining experience of like a family sitting at the table, eating together, uh, sharing about their day in that moment is so beautiful. And there's something bigger happening there than just feeding your body. There's something very, many like very important things happening in that experience besides feeding your body. And our relationship with food absolutely affects so much of our lives, you know, and oh, I don't know. I, 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 my silence right now is I'm letting this feeling travel through my body. It's a little bit of like cringy, but also like relief to just think back on how much my my relationship with food has like 
paralyzed me for most of my life. And now to be where I'm at now where I I truly like deeply appreciate how much food heals me and uh, brings me pleasure and motivates me. And I love, I love how much, I mean, I'm just smiling so big right now thinking about what my relationship with food is now. Because it, as it should be, I mean, we eat every single day. Um, so many social things are based on like gathering to eat together. And yeah, I, I you know, just like we wouldn't want, wish for anyone to have an unhealthy relationship with their mother, right? We all want to have healthy relationships with our mothers. We want people to have healthy relationships with their mothers because we are born of our mothers. They are an integral part of our existence. Food in, is similar. Yet here we are living in this culture of like disassociation. You know, I can't tell you how many people I've met that eat meat, they love to eat meat, they eat it every day, but they cannot stand, like, they they will, like, die if they see a picture of, like, an animal being butchered. Um, or children, you know, that are, that think all food comes from, like, a little package you unwrap. And, I mean, there's just so much, <laughs> uh, there's so much disconnection between humans and food all over the world but I feel like the American culture really intensifies it especially with all of these diets that most people latch onto in the name of health and healing most people go into a diet with the purest best beautiful intentions of like I'm going to heal myself I'm going to change my diet and that's beautiful and all until it isn't because now, now your perspective, your, your dogmatic perspective on this diet is taking away from other experiences in your life. And this relationship is no longer a healthy, nourishing, satisfying one. It's a limiting, limiting, restricting one. And when we place, I don't know about you, but I, I stopped dieting when I realized the moment I restricted myself, I became obsessed. So if I told myself, Vivian, you're not eating sweets for, you know, two weeks. All I wanted, all I could think about were like all the delicious sweets that I wanted. So I don't play that game anymore. That's not how I do it. I listen to my body. I listen to my intuition. For months, I've been happily eating eggs every morning, making omelets. We do bacon or sausage. We do breads with butter, like avocado toast, all kinds of different breakfasts. And lately, just the smoothie is really doing it for me. And I love that my body was like, hey girl, this is what you're craving now. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. That sounds good. I've been baking. I'm baking all the time. Pies, cakes. I made the most delicious blueberry crumble. Crumb cake. Blueberry crumb cake the other day and I made a double batch so I, I baked two of them and it basically just tastes like a blueberry muffin with like crunchy delicious bits on the top it was probably like one of the most delicious desserts I've ever made and I had to do it because all of these like delicious you know since all the berries are in season everything is so ripe and beautiful and delicious also it's all very cheap right now so 
Um, and I love that I like don't give a fuck about all of the butter and sugar and flour and all these things. I'm not making it gluten-free or refined sugar-free or dairy-free. I do use like cane sugar. I'm not going for like that bleached out plain white sugar and I am using as like high quality ingredients as I can but I'm also not like I just don't want to live in that mindset of sacrificing the pleasure for dogma <laughs> essentially um and I all you know the quantity thing used to be an issue, like overeating. I don't do that anymore. I eat till I'm content. I can tell when I'm like, cool, that felt good. That gave me, that satisfied my craving and I feel good. And I'm like, you know, I don't need more than that. That feels good. It feels good to have, to listen to my body and to have that relationship now where it's like, enjoy it, find the pleasure, feel good in it, enjoy this. And then, you know, when you're craving like a sandwich two hours later, go make yourself a nice delicious sandwich. Anyway, this has been such a heavy topic on my mind for so many reasons. Um, I, it's so important to me to raise children that enjoy eating food, but also can appreciate uh, flavor, you know, spices, they can appreciate the foods that are maybe too difficult for other kids. You know, it's like, I want my kids to be able to enjoy salads or curries or, um, you know, organ meats or, you know, seafood and, you know, have a nice diverse palate. Also not be so used to all the chemical additives that kind of numb you out and make it hard to try anything that's like a little bit funky like I want my kids to appreciate like the funky foods but I also don't want to like strip away some of the fun foods so we do pizza and hot dogs and you know we made what did we make recently that was so good oh we made like fried chicken and I'm like all oh, that stuff is so good like I love all that I don't want to like fried chicken with like breading like doing like a breaded fried chicken is so good I don't want my kids to miss out on how good that is and I even every now and then I'll let them get like something really junky that I personally have no interest in eating now but I'm like yeah try it it's all good like you know try to go for like some of the healthier alternative, whatever. Just don't have a bad relationship with food. Appreciate the good stuff. Appreciate the good experiences. I really don't want my kids to struggle with their relationship with food. Um, not like I did, because I struggled for such a long time. And I talked to them about it and I explained to them. And I also have them help me cook. All the kids love to help at different moments cooking things. Um, I love to teach them just to, pre to prepare stuff. You know, we've cooked, I've been making sourdough for so long now, like five years and we love it. We love the texture of like a sourdough loaf. We love the flavor. Um, and it's interesting when we meet other children that are like, oh, I don't like it. It's too crunchy or I don't like that taste. Cause maybe they're used to like the more store-bought bread. And I'm like, cool, I'm glad my kids have gotten used to a lot of the type of cooking I do. So 
yeah, um, I don't know where else to go with this. There's probably so much more to say, but I think I'm feeling a lot right now. I think I have just like a lot of like feeling in my body around all of this. <sighs> because I, I, I have a lot of compassion for my younger self and all of the people I know out there that are struggling with their relationship with food, struggling to love food, um, struggling to decide what to eat, struggling with like whether, you know, that stress of like, is this healing me? Is this hurting me? Um, I also want to touch on like supplements and even like herbal remedies and any kind of supplements and stuff like that. I still occasionally here and there, I take a few supplements. I do feel every once in a while like deficient, you know, just intuitively. So we'll do like Shilajit or, you know, we have our different things, but I don't do, once again, I don't do anything dogmatically. I do it intuitively. So if I'm feeling like, oh, I really need to, I'm, or like liver, you know, we take, we freeze, we chop up raw beef liver and freeze that and just like take that as a supplement. I'll thaw it out for a few hours and then just kind of swallow it down. Um, and for a while, for like a year, I was very dogmatic about it. It was like every morning I have to take my liver. And now I'm like, some days I'm like, oh yeah, let me go take my liver. And other days I'm like, no, not interested. And that feels so fucking good. And it's same with like uh, the collagen powder, like the fucking this and that supplement and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think I buy all of it. And I, like, even as someone who sells herbal products and I love herbal products, I no longer allow myself to be like, oh, I've got to take this every day. No, I take it when I feel called to it, when I know it's going to bring me pleasure and when I know my body is like, hey, that might be, that might feel good today because now my goal is how can I experience the beautiful medicine and energy of these plants? How can I truly feel it rather than like, my mind telling me that I'm supposed to do this. Like I want to feel called to it and actually experience what that plant has to offer. And that shift in my relationship with herbs or with anything like supplemental I'm taking has been really nourishing because it gets stressful. Did I take all my stuff today? Did I take it at the right time? Did I take it with enough water? Oh my goodness. All the stuff has just become so, it's stressful. Food for so many people has become so stressful. And I just, I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't feel good to me. That doesn't feel right to me. I don't think food should be so stressful. Um, and you can see it. There's a lot of sick people. How many people do you know that are so food conscious yet so like stressed and anxious and like always having like health issues all the time. I find that to be really interesting. I know a lot of people that are constantly, I mean, you, there's like literally, it's just so interesting. There's just like literally every diet. There's the, you know, the people that are like plants are bad for you. There's people that are like salt is bad for you. People are like oil or fat is bad for you. Um, the people like don't eat fruit. You're better off. Like you're, you might as well just eat a Snickers bar if you eat a banana. Oh my God. It's all over the place. People, 
This is madness. Is it not madness that this is what food has become for us? Oh, it blows my mind. And I don't want to participate in that. And people kind of assume if you're health conscious that you're gluten-free or that you're vegan or that you're keto or that you're this. And I abide by none of it. I love food. I I guess the one place where I do think I, I get really... I'm like a lot of the oils and the fats that food is being prepared in in restaurants and in like shelf food are not good for the body. And once again, I trust my body knows how to purge all those foods and I have a very like healthy functioning body. So when I eat that stuff, when I choose to eat that stuff, it doesn't stress me out. I'm like, cool, that was nice. Like, all right, that was fun to do, but I don't. I also often don't enjoy that food as much as maybe I would tell myself. Like, it's maybe almost nostalgic, right? Like the memory of like, oh, I remember being a little kid and how much when I'd go trick-or-treating, I loved Baby Ruth. So I would always just like savor a Baby Ruth. And then as an adult, I think a couple years ago, eating a Baby Ruth and being like, that's like not as good as I told myself it was when I was a kid. And... I am the person that's like, I could make that like a homemade version of that. That would be so much better. (laughs) So that's where I'm at now. I love making biscuits and pies. And I use, I use just like a unbleached organic all-purpose flour. And so many people will be like, what? How are you using wheat flour? And I'm like, I don't really buy into the gluten-free thing, not like once again. And I also, I just want to be very clear that I don't judge anyone else's relationship with where they're at in the sense like, I think there is a season for all different things. There is a season to eat more vegan and to, to go that path. Also, a lot of these diets are really great if you're going through like a temporary detox. I think there can be a lot of health benefits for like short-term use of some of these diets when you're maybe in just like a critical state in your life. I want to like stand, I stand by that and really want to make that clear. Um, But that's part of me saying like there's a season for different things. You know, I feel called when I'm freshly postpartum, when I've just had a baby, I really like to have very like fresh, simple foods. Whereas when I'm pregnant, Or most of the time I'm like, I want like, you know, stews with lots of seasoning and lots of fat and lots of like, you know, lots of intense, intense flavor and stuff. But when I'm freshly postpartum, I'm craving like smoothies and, you know, some avocado toast and like more lighthearted foods. (laughs) And I think that's beautiful that I know myself in that way. And I encourage that for everybody. And if you're saying no to a piece of homemade pie because you're scared of the gluten in it and someone just like some grandma, like your next door neighbor, who's like this like little old lady made this delicious homemade pie and you're saying no because you're scared of the gluten, like that's a bummer. And I I don't know. I, 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 that kind of breaks my heart that that's, that that's where we've arrived with food because I don't ever want to say no to a piece of homemade pie that someone lovingly made. (sighs) Yeah. Food is so amazing. 
it's so beautiful. It's like, uh, and it's, it feels so good to say this with such sincerity because I just can't believe how much I struggled for so long with, with food and having this like really like on, you know, it's like a bad relationship. It's like when you're in a bad codependent relationship, when you're telling yourself you love this person, but you also treat them like shit and they treat you like shit and all these unhealthy dynamics are there and you're like, why are you in this relationship? I feel like that's like so many people have this relationship with food and it, it's like, man, yeah, I'm going to end it there. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, this is like really fun to talk about, but I also feel like it was very heady. (laughs) Um, I love you all. Have a beautiful day.